doing backup on my phone too. Okay, good. Oh, we got squiggly lines. So that's good. We're recording. Huh? All right, we're recording. We're back, motherfuckers. Backups going. The second flare up. Second flare up. When was the last time we did it? It was it's back been, in May. It's been a couple months. <laughs> was it? It's been a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> so we've gone from two years to two months, though. That's better. That's a way it's better. It's way better. Like consistency schedule. Right? Consistency yeah. schedule. So maybe we can stick to that once every couple months. Yeah. That works out good. It's got you coming over. You and Angela are here with having dinner. Get some grub. Yeah. So every once in a while we could set up a grub podcast, grub podcast. thing. It's not so, a bad idea. Yeah. Girls like to talk. Yeah. Gives them so. an excuse to get together and yap at each other. Yeah. They don't get to do enough of it in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> that pesky jiu-jitsu gets in the way every once in a while. Gets in the way of them talking. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew made a nice, uh, she tried a new recipe for like a peach pie tonight. Okay. Dude, it looks good. Nice. With some Palisade peaches. Well, she's fucking a good uh, baker, cook, chef, whatever the fuck the term is for what she does. Angry baking? Angry baking with Angela, yes. That's it. But yeah, she makes some good food in general, but her desserts are... I bet you this pie would be pretty good. Real good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah, me too. Speaking of that, so did you... I heard you decided to go stay in the heavier weight class and not try to drop down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just was... Dude, I'm cursed, man. This is the fucking worst outcome to this camp, fucking quote unquote, I could have had. Because, like, I'm underweight and now my knee's fucked up, so I've been able to train. And, and you heard it, you said on Tuesday? Uh, it flared yeah. up on you? Yep. So I've been able to train since Tuesday. And, dude, it's just been. So, like, I was, I had, like, a 12-week camp, right? I'm, like, and all that means is, like, I was just, you know, consistent. I, had, I had a fucking circle on the date, circle on the calendar, consistent with my training, and just kind of thinking about, like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about wanting to, you know, be in good shape for a jiu-jitsu tournament on this day, so I'm going to kind of, like, focus my training and stuff a little bit in that direction. Train with a little more intention when you go in, like, yeah. hey, I want to work on this today, I need to get into this position. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah, just, you know, so, um... So yeah, so that I, and man, after about like four or five weeks, like I was doing good. Like I felt fucking good. I was on track. You know, I had a whole little routine going, and then dude, shit just went sideways, and <laughs> I have not been able to get it back on track. And then yeah, and then to just like what was it? What do you? So what was the first thing that went sideways? Well, six weeks in. So I when we went to Vegas to get uh, Shiloh was uh-huh. the, the beginning of it. And, you know, travel's travel tough, period. Yeah. So, but it was good, man. It was good fun. Like, I wouldn't trade it for, you know, Kelly and I had a great time. Like, I don't, I don't look back on the trip to Vegas with any regret. I just know that, like, that was the, that, that, that put a bump in the road that I just have not been able to fucking get the cart back. As far as, as far as weight? Cause the, no, just like overall, uh-huh. just like condition. Cause dude, at the time I was weighing like 188. You know, I was, I was like pushing 190. I was, I was really starting to think there were a couple times when I was thinking like, am I going to have to like, you know, not watch what I'm eating, but just like, you know, watch it a little bit. Cause I'm getting close to 190 and that's really starting to push the top of the weight class. So yeah, I was like all in on, you know, the, the medium heavy where I'm at. And I was like, I've got my weights good. Fucking cardio is good. My HRV's, you know, heading in the right direction like all these things are good and then I fucking I go to Vegas and of course you know that's 
you know, I'm not training, and you know, it's just it was uh, relaxing. It was relaxing, and well, you know, Vegas is weird, man. Yeah, because it's not just relaxing, right? Like a relaxing time in Vegas is still like there's a shit ton of walking because everything is so far away. And, you know, if you're drinking, you know, it's, like, a really bad place for that because, like, they encourage you to drink because they're, like, dude, you can drink wherever the fuck you want to drink. Yeah. You want to be walking down the street with a beer? Like, have at it. And they want to lower your inhibitions so you make bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Separate you from your money easier. Well, yeah. See, I don't quite go that far down the <laughs> rabbit hole, but, you know, yeah. you can't help but, like, get influenced by the whole situation. And so... uh so yeah, you know, it's a lot of walking and, you know, drinking beer and, you know, we're staying out till midnight or later and so it's, it's a good fucking time, man. I had fun. But I come back and then just, dude, what I, I, we ended up like traveling. We were, so we would go like camping and then there were just like, I think it was like, like four out of six weekends or something like that. Like we had some sort of like travel or something going on that weekend to where it wasn't just like a recovery type situation and we weren't like training jujitsu because we were leaving so it's like you know open mats friday night and on saturday and that's like part of my training schedule and so yeah i like a few weeks later i'm like fuck dude i haven't rolled a single round oh and then the the comp class came into the picture and so i had my intervals my i was going to class on tuesday and then doing three open mats and like I really felt like good with my conditioning program like things were moving in the right direction and then the comp class came along and I'm like oh that sounds like I'll I'll do that right instead of my conditioning that'll be my conditioning and it was just too much it was just it's it like it started like the intensity and, and shit just kept getting ramped up every week and finally I was like well this is you know and and I wasn't rolling Right, so like I said, I went like two or three weeks without rolling around, like a regular just five minute slap hands. Let's just roll around. It was all comp class, which is like real hard, like situational training and drilling. And so, yeah, dude, I was like, oh, this isn't you know heading in the right direction. And so I've been like trying to like get it back on track. And then I had the the I wake up and I'm like 183. And I'm like, well, maybe I can cut the five pounds and get down to the lower weight class. And that's where, like, you know, I talk to you. And, man, the lowest I got was 180. And that was after sweating my ass off on Saturday training. And what what would you, you would have needed to be down to, like, 178. 178. So you count yeah. your gi. Yeah, yeah. Your gi is, what, three, four, four pounds? Three, three and a half pounds. pounds. So, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds easy, but, like, I'm... You know, I'm fucking pretty lean. You're pretty lean. You don't have much fat. To no, and I'm training hard. I'm trying right. to train. And so, like... You'd, me, have to, you'd have to dehydrate yourself. Exactly. And that's not healthy. No. That's not what I... I didn't want to have to try to cut three pounds of water Yeah, weight. especially when you're weighing in a few minutes before yeah. you get on the mat. Yeah, yeah, You're... It's, there's no benefit at that no. point. Yeah, it's a different yeah, thing than, like, a weight cut the day before. day before. Yeah, yeah, day before, yeah. All day, man. I showed up in Vegas, fucking yeah. ran three pounds off, weighing yep. in. But no, when fun. you're doing it 10, 15 minutes before you get on the mat, it's... Yeah. No, no, no. It negates any of the benefits. Yeah, so I could not, every morning, man, I woke up and I was like 183. And I was like, fuck, dude, I just cannot, I think, you know, maybe there's one morning I was 182 or something, but I just could not get my weight down to a consistent level, you know, being under 180. And so I was finally just like, fuck it, I just got to go with the higher weight class. 
And so, yeah, so here we sit today. I fucking, my knee swells up from some weird injury that doesn't exist, right? Like, I'm one of the only people in the whole world who has this. Or I have this bursa sac that's inflamed from doing the De La Hiva hook uh, motion on my left leg because I've been doing the shit out of it with my uh, Ashi, um, my butterfly Ashi uh, footlock stuff. So it's the same like basic motion. Same motion. Yeah, yeah. I've been working that like crazy. And I've been doing some De La Hiva, you know, like some collar sleeve and it's a good, good guard. But yeah, just overuse injury. So I had some drilling on Tuesday that just, you know, some... And of course, it it, it flares up just a week before the competition, week and a half before the competition. Yeah. Yeah, You're you're probably competing, what, next Thursday or Friday? Friday. Friday. Competing on Friday. So that's, yeah, man. So there I am. I'm a fucking grumpy guy today, <laughs> for sure. I've been bitching like a motherfucker. I tell Kelly, like, I feel like my job right now <clears throat> is like, I have to model to Shiloh how to handle this bullshit properly. <laughs> Dude, it's, it sucks, man, because like you're putting in all this work to, and you want to do good at the competition. I mean, I know it's not everything, you know, like, right. you're showing up and doing your best and you like to show up in your best form possible, so... You've been putting in all this work, and then a fucking week out, and yeah, then you yeah. just get dinged up, and yeah, and then, just, then it just fucks with your head, yeah, and then, yeah, it just, yeah. then it's then you're in a mental battle. So yeah, yeah, it's it sucks. Dude. I know, I know, it really thing. sucks. And as part of my uh, mini semi weight cut, I stopped drinking beer at night, and well, period, and uh, eating ice cream, and so <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd just keep up with that because it's probably healthier than going back to it but it's a fucking now I'm like 183 all the time so like I haven't been able to make up make up my lost beer and ice cream calories what's the cutoff for the next the weight class you're going into then 194 194 yeah so you might be about 10 pounds light Mm -hmm. give or take a little bit that's kind of where I'm going to be at I think yeah 194, so you can weigh like 191, you know, somewhere in there. So, maybe in the neighborhood. Of- yeah, and then when I travel, I lose weight just from just I don't eat. Like I'm not a big eater, period. And so I just, you know, me not eating as much uh, makes a, a fucking impact or whatever. I don't know when I tell people I lose weight when I travel, like everybody acts surprised. I'm like, like doesn't everyone like? How do you add weight when you're traveling? Like, you have to eat more. Or I guess maybe you're just moving less a lot. Like, I think I'm just... I, I, I think it's what a lot of people, if they're on a long road trip, like to snack. Yeah. I mean, you'll get your travel, your road donuts. That's it. But, but that's it. That's like, it. You're not, you don't have a big old three-pound bag of trail mix you're munching on the whole time. No, you know? no, man. A lot of people do that. They'll have chips and cookies and crackers yeah. and shit. And it definitely makes the travel easier. Yeah, yeah it does. It passes, it, it passes the time. Oh, yeah. Why do you think a lot of truck drivers are so fat? Yeah. Because they're just driving down the road, reaching their hand into a fucking bag of cookies all the time. Yeah. <laughs> passing yeah. the time. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> so... So yeah, man, that's where, that's where I'm at. I'm gonna see what happens. I'm gonna go. Kelly said uh, Kevin had told her that I might be able to get my money back if I contacted them today and said that I have an injury and can't compete because of an injury. And so I'm like, man, I don't wanna. If I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna fucking lose on the mat. You know, I'm not gonna lose to a fucking. I'm not gonna 
pull out and lose to a potential injury. Because that's the thing with this thing is like that's why I was telling her too makes this even worse. Is like I don't know. It may get better tomorrow. It 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 most likely will be better by Friday. Like yeah, because it's flared up on you before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you remember how long it usually takes to go away if you stay off of it? Well, like I'm, my hope is is that like when it's not like painful and inflamed that like it's gonna start like that's when the swelling will go down because like you know i had that initial flare-up when we went to the the catch wrestling camp Mm -hmm. and man that was like i want to say it was like a week if that like it wasn't a super long time before it would go away and i would have it like kind of flare up but like i would find like okay i see it swelling up a little bit and then i could kind of like it was weird. I could kind of move my leg in a certain way, and then it would, like, you know, go away. I remember last time I happened, you even saying, like, it almost feels better when you're wrestling. No, it, wrestling made it go away. It made it go yeah. away, but then when you got done, that's yeah. when you would pay the price. Yeah, it should yeah. swell up. Swell so. back up, yeah. So, anyways, I, I had it. I was It was okay. It wasn't a problem, like, ever a problem after that initial flare-up that I had. But, yeah, on freaking... Tuesday, that De La Hiva specific stuff we were doing just really knocked it over the edge. And, like, it didn't, like, it hurt. Like, because when I had it initially, like, nothing hurt. So that's what made it even weirder is, like, nothing hurts. It doesn't hurt to the touch. Nothing. Everything's fine. And uh, this time it was like, oh, that fucking hurts. Did you notice it when you're doing daily no. daily Hiva drills? No, not until you It wasn't home. until later that night, man. I just it consistently started to feel a little like tighter and worse and initially I thought cuz like I'd wrestle with Kevin after that and he had gone for a knee bar on me, but I cleared my knee line, you know, but it was like barely cleared my knee line and, and he he kind of, you know, was Pretty testing up. it, cranking on a little bit it, yeah. and you know, once you realize like the knee line was clear, he moved on, but like I thought maybe him doing that had made it kind of hurt a little bit. And then it just, it fucking progressed and swelled up. And I was like, what the fuck, man? So I've been rubbing CBD cream on it. And been icing it at all? Does that seem to help? Man, I don't, I'm not icing it just because I don't, uh, I don't know. I thought like, you know, ice is good like after the initial injury right afterwards yeah but like after that like heat like things that are gonna like yeah green. i bet you heat would probably be better yeah kind of almost like break it up and like or just getting like the blood flow going. get the blood flow going to it yeah yeah i don't think that you know I, I think that the ice would probably make it feel better initially but like you know it's Man, shit, i wish i would have known i would i got those normatec massage things mm. I would have brought those over, man. Oh, you could have yeah. fucking tried those out. Yeah. I use them every night. Oh, really? I do literally every night. And I, because I have the hip ones and I have the leg, the full leg. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah, those yeah. Like, they hook up to that the little air compressor. Thing, yeah. yeah. Dude, I, no exaggeration, every night of the week when I go to bed, I throw the leg things on, set that thing up for 45 minutes, and nine out of 10 times, dude, I knock the fuck out before the 45 minute cycle is up. Mm-hmm. And I don't wake up until like, Two o'clock in the morning, and I still get. They, I mean, they don't run. They run yeah. for forty five minutes and they shut off. Yeah. And then I wake up and I, I still got those fucking things, those leg sleeves on. <laughs> and then, so just half asleep, I unzip them and throw them in my closet and go back to bed. Yeah. But dude, yeah, I do. I literally, they feel so good, man. I love mm. those fucking things. Every night I use them. Hey, I've only done it like once or maybe twice. Yeah, dude. But it was, uh, yeah, huh? That'd be interesting. 
The arm ones would be good. I need the arm ones. I want the arm ones, man. Like, yeah, because like, my elbows get jacked up. Like, mm-hmm. this one's bad. I had to get, I went and got some dry needling last night because this, like, the pit of my elbow over here is like some tendons all jacked up. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I need to buy the arm ones, but they're not cheap. I'm like, just for the arm ones, they're like 350 bucks. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, that's, well, uh, I mean, it's, it's funny. I, uh, it's not funny actually, but like, after wrestling real hard, like, there'll be nights when, like, my arms fucking hurt. Like, it used to be my legs. Like, I would have, like, my legs would be, like, sore and kind of, like, I don't know, this weird, like, crampy, sore feeling. And, you know, if you do all this shit right, then you can help mitigate that. But, like, that's still the the thing that would bother me if someone was going to bother me when I was sleeping. And then, dude, it stopped being my legs and it's my freaking arms. Like, I got to wake up in the night sometimes and, like, I got to just go out and fucking thumper. My fucking arms. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To get them to just, like, not hurt. Because I'll, I'll, like... Or it's not even hurt. It's, you know, it's... I don't know what the word is. Because it's, like... It's, it's, weird, I know like, what you mean. It's... I think it's probably better to say, like, achy. Achy. That's yeah, a good it's, word. It's a, it's, a, right. it's a weird old man word. Like, yeah. Just, just fucking, like, ache. Ace, yeah. And it's not one specific spot. Yeah, it's just yeah, kind of, like... It's just kind of my fucking whole, arm. Yeah. <laughs> like, the front side of my arm. Yeah. The, that's yeah. it. It's the front side. It's, like, yeah. the forearm, that elbow pit. And it's just, like... Yeah. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. Like, I'll wake up because it'll wake me up. Like, apparently, like, I fall asleep, my arms are bent. And then while I'm sleeping, I'm not consciously doing it. Like, I go to straighten my arm and yeah. I get, like, a stabbing pain in my elbow. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it wakes me up. And then, then I feel it. I'm like, God damn it, man. Like, yeah. So you're laying there kind of rubbing it. Like, okay, I can fall back asleep. Like, yeah, oh. yeah. Mine will, like, if I wake up, it'll, and I lay there, it'll start to, like, ache. And so, and then I move. Right? And I'll be like, okay, okay, that's better. Okay, this is comfortable. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like, so. It, it's a, is it uh, that bent up position? Like, say say you were sitting there reading a book. Is that the, the position? No, well, it doesn't bother me any other time. No. No, uh uh-uh. uh. It's like, see, that's the thing is, like, it's not like a, like a, like a numb, like, you know, like the blood flow is restricted or like a, I'm pinching a nerve. Like, because I've, I've had those things happen. Like, it's just this weird, like, it's, it's, like the muscle itself, like, like I don't know. It's a like I said, it's a it's an achy feeling. But like I don't, I think that everybody's achy feelings are probably <laughs> unique to their fucking uh, conditions that they've wrought upon themselves. <laughs> I, think, so, I think this means you won't need more testosterone. I just need to inject it right into the muscle. Right into right the into muscle. That. That's right. the problem. I don't have enough tea in my fucking that's right. biceps. Middle of the night, and just shoot that shit right in your biceps. I got the cream. That's what I. That's what I should be doing. Is rubbing the cream the on there. Testosterone cream. Yeah. yeah, on there. That's. Dude, I should probably rub some tea cream on my knee. <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> or it, when you inject it, hurt. Well, when you inject it next time, just put your needle right in that thing and fucking shoot uh, the testosterone right in there. Man, it'll just stay in that pocket and. I don't know. I don't want. I want it to fucking disperse to my body. Yeah, I think the testosterone will break its way out of that. It's testosterone, man. It'll Maybe break its way out of that yeah. cyst you got. I know. When that thing goes away, the fluid's got to go somewhere. So that'd, that'd be funny though. It'd be like this fucking pocket of testosterone just sitting there, and like randomly will <laughs> like randomly. disperse. Hopefully, it disperses at a very opportune time. Yeah, I got T levels of like three thousand or something for Mid-match. like a short period. Yeah, I don't think it works like that. It'd be great if it did though. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, God. 
It was like, who was it? Alex Rodriguez. Like he had the whole like gummy yeah. thing that super short acting steroids yep. they would take, and so he didn't like Bal- knew. Balco, Balco. Was no, 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 no. That was Barry Bonds. Oh, that was okay. And Victor Conte. Victor Conte. That was the yeah. cream, the cream yeah. of the clear. And uh, no, the Alex Rodriguez and his whole I forget who else was busted with him, but it was some Florida clinic, and but the dude, yeah, it was these super short acting uh steroids and so they would literally like take them it, like they had this whole like dosage schedule because you know if you took them and, and kept the the levels high or had them high at opportune times you could maximize it but then when they went to test you you could piss clean because they were like out of your system and so uh so that was their whole fucking Thing was the like timing of these super short acting. I bet you there's a, I bet you there's a lot of that going on now. Especially I would I would even say in like the UFC and shit now. Yeah. I bet you you know because it's always been that way. The people that want to do steroids oh, yeah. and performance enhancing shit, they're always one step ahead of the like USADA or whatever. Yep. And so I bet you that I bet you there's a lot of that going on, like that fast acting shit. Yep. You know, so like, oh, I'm going to practice. Or new compound. Yeah, you should yeah. show up at the gym and they're not there to test you. Okay, let's let's take the gamble. Let's yeah. Put this on, go train. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, I forget and, exactly how they got fucking caught, but yeah, that was the whole. Because yeah, I thought with like baseball, I thought it. I thought they they say they test people. But I thought that it was it wasn't like random. Like they always kind of know when no, it used to be that way. Like that was the original. Like because originally, like they had no testing program, so they were like pride, uh-huh. right? It was like we we don't test for steroids. Wink, wink, Mark McGuire. You know, and it's like so. Uh, and then there was like that outcry because then you had fucking second baseman showing up. You know, fucking jacked as shit, hitting forty <laughs> homers. Like it got ridiculous, man. It was fucking crazy. And, uh, so it was, you know, that back during that era where they were like, you know, we got to test the sports and keep it clean for the children. And, uh, so yeah, they started the, the testing, but the original testing program was bullshit. Like yeah. you said, yeah, there was like certain dudes who'd get like a bunch of notice and yeah. it wasn't like a full USADA style thing, but like, man, back then, I mean, UFC did that originally. Like, yep. you know, there were like several leagues that, you know, try to do their own testing and then it became like problematic or the optics got bad enough to where now it's like, you know, you, you know, if you're doing your own testing, it's still like there's this gold standard that's been set. And if you're not living up to like the USADA, you know, level of testing, either yourself or having them do it right. It's like, like it's not good enough. And so it's, uh, you know, it's a totally different, Fucking ball game, man. Remember when we were kids and they told us testosterone didn't work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Steroids don't Steroids work, bro. Don't work, yep. They're just going to shrink your nuts give and you give cancer. you cancer. Lionel Isaiah, yes. they're just going to give you cancer. That's what he died from. Was Fucking too many steroids, Too many man. steroids. Too many, they didn't help him at all. Nope. Not at all. I mean, yeah, he was a professional football player, but he just was taking these things and they didn't help him. They just killed him. <laughs> it's like, okay, man. I was like, yeah. That, that was a wild world that, you know... Again, if you just came up in the fucking fitness, weightlifting thing in the last, like, 10, 15 years, like, you know, you're like, what, what are you talking about? Like, you have, you have no idea living in a world where they're telling you steroids don't work. Yeah. 
and fucking Joe Weider selling Mega Mass 2000 fucking dog food <laughs> bag of fucking calories. <laughs> Five gallon bucket of fucking yes. protein and calories, mass yes. calories. Oh man, desiccated liver tablets. Speaking of that, did you see uh, um, Hulk Hogan on JRE this week? Listening to it right now. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's cool to listen to him, man. Oh yeah. Just because we were at that age. Well, you watched Fuck, a lot of yeah. wrestling even when you got older, but like when I was a because what am I, four years younger than you, yeah. roughly, give or take? Yeah, oh, yeah that 80s wrestling. That dude. 80s wrestling, dude. I was born in 79. Yeah. And so, like, late, late 80s, 80s. Late 80s, dude. Junkyard Dog. Yeah, Junkyard Dog. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Fuck, yeah, and man. Fucking, dude, yeah, I learned how to do a rear naked choke by watching Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> do that. Move. You know, he would, that was his winning move, and then you'd fucking go to sleep and he'd shave your head. So, like, the fucking singular fight that I got into in high school ended with me slapping on the fucking sleeper, the Brutus the Barber Beefcake sleeper hole, dude. That's what I called it. In my mind, I'm like, the fucking sleeper hole. It's like a totally subconscious thing. Like, I, you know, I didn't, like, think or whatever. I remember, like, I just got behind the dude, and I was like, oh, I know what to do from here. And, yeah, like, that was... The fucking, yeah. I remember, like, in that moment, too, like, the guy was, like, trying to grab my nuts, and I fucking put my hooks in. Because, like, it allowed me Never had seen jiu-jitsu. Never having seen jiu-jitsu or grappled or done anything, right? This is, like, 91 or 92, right? This is pre-UFC. Like, no one had ever fucked. Like, that's... No, you didn't... Just self-preservation. Self-preservation, man. Wrestling, yeah. It was total instinct was, like, suck my hips in tight because now he can't fucking grab my nuts. And, you know, looking there, and it's like, oh, I've got my hooks in, and I had control of them, you know, and I just, but, uh, but yeah, dude, I got a full-on, like, backpack rear naked choke <laughs> on funny. the fucking kid, and uh, luckily there were other fucking kids there to, like, pull me off, because I don't know either that, like, people fucking die if you don't get off of them, and, yeah, so, you know, he went out, and I thought, the, like, I was afraid of this dude, so, like, I was ready, I was like, dude, when I let go of him, he's gonna, he's gonna beat the fuck out of me. I did not want to let go of him. And so, yeah, but luckily there were like some other kids that were like, oh, I think he's, you know, done and fucking pulled me off. And he was fucking <laughs> snoring. And luckily woke up and was, you know, everything was cool. But it, uh, yeah, fucking wrestling. Wrestling, dude. dude if Hulk, it hadn't been for wrestling, I would not have fucking known what to do. Hulk Hogan looked good for 70, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I always just listen to my podcast, but I saw a couple clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's fucking still big and jacked. Yeah. Dude, he's... Yeah. Did you see that Arnold uh, documentary on Netflix? Mm-mm. It's good, man. It's good. It's worth checking out. With, like, what's it covering? Just, like, his life story? Or? Yeah, it's it's good. It's three parts. Like, the first part, and it goes in the order of, like, the kind of three careers that he had like you know first as an athlete you know a bodybuilder so that starts at the beginning and then an actor and then an actor and then finally a politician politician and so yeah it's it was a really like interesting uh you know story there was a lot of uh cool cool anecdotes and just you know insights from him and it was you know i i didn't i didn't know if i would like it because i'm you know i'm an arnold fan but you know, like, I'm not, like, a sycophantic, like, you know, there's people out there that are just like, dude, Arnold, you know, used to, you know, worship him and stuff. I was a bigger Arnold fan before we got into all the COVID shit, because I remember, like, he put out that video when all the COVID madness was really going on, and he was like, fuck your freedom. Yeah. You know, get a vaccine, wear your mask, fuck yeah, your yeah. freedom. Yeah, he really yeah. kind of went sideways. Yeah. I didn't realize that in the third episode when they went over his political career, I didn't realize that he was the one who really like started a lot of the environmental bullshit that 
like started to send California over the edge with stuff. Like that was him uh, and a lot of the environmental I stuff. Didn't, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was totally checked out at that point. Like I did, you know, again, this is all like, you know, pre-smartphones and stuff like that. So like you didn't have like the news. Like, dude, I miss those days. Like where I, I did not know what the fuck was going on. No. And it was easy to not know what was going because on. Because it wasn't in front of your face 24-7. Yeah, and there was nothing that I was interacting with that was trying to shove it into my face 24-7. Yeah. Like, it was very easy when I'm watching TV to not flip to fucking CNN or whatever the fuck it was, right? And then now it's a totally different thing. I know way too much about what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I know, and it just fucking stresses you out. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, like, you know, back then... Being able to like not know anything, so I knew he was governor, but I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I never had any idea what like his yeah. politics were or anything. Yeah, like, like apparently he had like an affair with his housekeeper. Yeah, I knew that. He had a, yeah, well, I didn't know any of this oh, shit. You didn't know that? No. Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, yeah, he knocked his housekeeper up because like does not his housekeeper had a son, and mysteriously it looked a lot like Arnold <laughs> yeah and I think he's even kind of big in Jack now yeah 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 they showed him man yeah he's uh he, yeah he's definitely got Arnold features yep. and he's, he's pretty pretty built it's fucking hilarious. Uh, dude yeah and so I, I didn't know any of that stuff you didn't know that prior to watching uh, the documentary oh no, man that's uh, funny yeah I just I had no clue so but it was it was good but he you I, I thought about him because you mentioned Hogan looking good yep. at 70 he's like 75 and you know, dude, for seventy five, he still looks still looks pretty good, fucking man. pretty good. But there was a point in the movie where he's like, dude, you start looking in the mirror and you're like, the fuck is that wrinkle there? What is this thing under my pec? I have this surgically removed. You know, he's like, you know, eventually you're just looking in the mirror, you know, like seventy five, thinking like, dude, what the fuck? I'm like, man, I know. I know. I'm sitting here like, yeah, what the fuck, it's man? It's coming for all of us. It is coming for all of us, man. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the thing about that sometimes. So I know I'm getting older, but like, I still recognize myself. You know, like my 20 year old me and, and today me, like, yeah, I'm older today. My hair is grayer. There's definitely, you know, a few more wrinkles and stuff. But like, I'm still like the same. I, you know what I mean? Like, you can see that. But like, there's going to be a point where like, the, the physical changes, you know, like the wrinkles and just how like the bodies, I'm not going to have the same like muscle tone or muscle mass. And like, you know what I mean? Like there's going to be a point where, cause if you look at like, you know, your, your parents or grandparents and, and then that was always a weird thing. You'd see them as like kids, you'd see pictures of them. You'd be like, Whoa, Whoa yeah, yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. That's what you used to look like. And you know, obviously there's like, uh, you know, degrees to that because I'm sure like you know Arnold can still look in the mirror and recognize himself in some way he's not like a 300 pound like slob or whatever but you still like there's a point where you're like yeah dude like that's not the same fucking person that or body or whatever you want to call it that I, meat sack is fucking different I think that starts happening in the 60s yeah in the 60s 70s but I don't know like Steve Maxwell still looks pretty good yeah I don't, I don't know he's got to be in the 60s right yeah yeah, yeah. But again, I, man, like, compared to his, like, 20-year-old self, yeah, I'm not, sure... Yeah, it changes quite a yeah, bit, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, you can still, like, see, like, oh, yeah, that's Steve Maxwell when he's younger, but there's still just this, like, element of, like, that's a different meat sack. Yeah. You know? Like, I see my younger self now, and I'm like, that's a better-looking meat sack. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, it's not different. 
I mean, in some ways, I'm, like, better now, you know? I'm, yeah. like, I'm bigger, and, you know, there's, like, some, some physical things that, like, compared to my 20-year-old self, I, I'd say I'm actually, like, better and improved. Uh, but, yeah, you know, definitely fewer wrinkles and a little more hair and, you know, the fucking innocent twinkle in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before you knew the world was out to get you. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crumbling down around us as we speak. Back when you thought you still had a chance. Chance, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hang on to that fucking on, feeling, youngsters. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a fleeting thing. Yeah, eventually the universe will come snatch it from you. Yeah, yeah. Eventually you're 40-something years old and you're like, huh. All right, well, I guess, I guess I'm not going to fucking take over the world. <laughs> guess this is it. Yeah. You know, there's still like some, some room here, but there is a certain gravity of your life uh, at a certain point. It's hard to, you know, change the, the direction of the it completely. The trajectory of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, in your 20s, like, it's easy. picking up and fucking moving to a hole to the other side of the fucking country yep. is, yeah, cool. I'll do it. And then start picking up other responsibilities and start doing a, a job that starts heading in a direction and, yep. and it's like all right well yeah there's some momentum here so. yeah I believe me I, I fucking think about that all the time like like god damn it man 44 years old I'm just destined to be a fucking matrix battery man <laughs> this is it they're not coming for me not I'm coming. not Neo I'm not Neo man no one's giving me the red pill buddy it's fucking Morpheus where's Morpheus fuck <laughs> I had that thought a lot like god damn it this is it it's, it's discouraging yeah it can be it's you know I know you know what do you do with it I think eventually I think this is the midlife crisis thing man you know what I mean that's the other thing you hear about it uh-huh. in, in, as a young youngster and you're like that's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard oh no it makes sense it does make sense yeah. it does make sense everybody handles it you know differently but I can totally see like going and buying a sports car and like trying to get a fucking younger you know young chick to hang out with you know you're still like trying to like this isn't it you know I can, I can still fucking I can still change some of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah yeah I still got that same fucking youthful potential yeah and uh but I think that you know eventually you get to a point where just like when you're you know, a kid and, or, you know, younger and, you know, the thought of like having this moment is like completely stupid. Eventually you get to the point where you're like, it's totally normal and you accept it. And, you know, like things, realizing that things are how they are is fine. You know, I mean, I don't meet a whole lot of, you don't see a whole lot of like 70, you know, even like Hulk Hogan, man. Like, I know he had like a really big life, but dude, he's, He's pretty, he understands, you know what I mean? Like, this is where I'm at, this is what it is. You get, you, at some point, you have to make peace with it or resign yourself to it or whatever it oh, is. Oh, it'll drive you insane. going to drive you insane. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I deal with that fucking, some days I'm good with accepting it, like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. And other days I'm like, fuck, this is it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still saying the same words, but it's, yeah, this is it, whatever. Keep moving forward. Yeah, and there's other days I say it and it's just like so discouraging, like, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah. I'm stuck in the matrix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sucks. So, it does, man. It does suck. But, so there you go. That's some grumpy guy shit yeah. for everybody. That's why they tune in. So they can fucking... <laughs> they can listen to his bitch. Talking about injuries and not recovering and being stuck in the matrix. Like, fucking... Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, we got some good food to eat later. So, at least we got that. 
Yeah. It's like the dude in the Matrix. He's, you know, and they offered to Fuck get him you. out. And he's like, Fuck it. I just want to get steak, man. I just want to get steak. Give me that yeah. blue pill. That's right. I'll eat some steak. I'm happy with it. So. He accepted it. Yeah. We got some steak and peach pie. So. It's not all bad, I guess. It's not all bad. If you just, yeah. Accept it for what it is. <laughs> it's easier said than done. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking Matrix. So you think there are aliens out there, man? Aliens? Yeah. You think about all this alien I, stuff? Man, I think it's more of a fucking government psyop that yeah. they're trying to distract us from something. Yeah. Yeah. No. Do you, boy, you want to get into conspiracy? Yeah, fuck aliens, whatever. They, there's probably some sort of thing out there, but I think it's... This whole recent thing is like... I, I think it's all government shenanigans. Yeah. Like, have you got into the Molly Fire conspiracies? I, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. Like, I've brushed up against some, like, direct energy weapon stuff. Yeah, okay, that's going right to the deep end of the pool. I, let's, not, <laughs> let's, let's not go to, let's not go to direct energy weapons first. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't want to go that far. Like, but, dude, there's a lot of fucking screwy shit. Like, God, where's the easiest place to start? Well, man, so... One of the weirder things, there's many fucking really weird things that happened. So there was a book, the, the uh, Fires in Maui started on August 8th, right? Yeah. There was a book called Fire and Fury that was published on August 10th, all about the Maui fires. And then it got put on Amazon on like August 11th. But like even, I looked at it, and if you go to Amazon, they, I don't know if they fixed it by now, but when I first heard about it, I went and looked at it. So you can see the published date. It was published on August 10th, but in the description of the book, it says, you know, this, they give the little synopsis of what the book's going to describe. It says it talks about the, the Maui fires from August 8th to August 11th. Like, it got published on the 10th. Yeah. How do they know it's the, yeah. And how did a how book, did get a book how did they get, two fucking days <laughs> after the start of the fire, the book got put out. Okay, there's that. I'll just you can draw your own conclusions. Is the book like kind of like I haven't read it. I'm not gonna fucking read it. Yeah, yeah. But is there like a, is, is the, like a from what I've heard, somebody explain it. They're pushing the um the climate. Okay. The climate. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, the kind of what's their direction or what's they, their angle? Yeah, that's their angle. They're you know blaming this all on fucking climate change. Okay. Yeah. That's their angle. Okay. Fucking assholes. And then so then there's so a month before the fire, so back in July, like the Hawaii government and in in partnership with like the federal government and some developers they passed this bill i think it was called like build beyond boundaries where they tried to buy buy up a bunch of land in maui and uh, how do you say that lanai or lanai lanai is that what that i think so yeah whatever but the the town where that got burnt down starts with the hell yeah um they tried to buy up a bunch of land because they wanted to build a smart city there you know, like a 15-minute city. It was going to be like a test case. Yeah. A smart city. Whatever the fuck that means. Lahaina. That Lahaina. Was... There yeah. you go. Um, but they couldn't buy up some of the land. Some of it was historic. And then and then there was uh, a lot of natives and, you know, locals. Like, no, we don't want to sell our land. Like, our families that live here. Yeah. And everything's so expensive now. Like, okay, even if we get your money for it, like, we'd have to move off, off the island and back to the mainland. Totally, dude, yeah. Like, yeah. where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? We don't want to sell <laughs> Just so happened to be all the area they wanted to buy up that they couldn't yeah. is the area that fucking burned. burned up. <laughs> Dude, you're telling me that's a goddamn coincidence? Yeah. Yeah, fucked right off. And, and so there's that. So then also all the hydrants were dry. Yep, heard about that. They're trying, the to, explain, they're trying to explain that away. Yep. Right? Um, 
I think like the governor and the mayor were both out of town. The guy who was in charge of the emergency response team was all out of town. Just so happened to be out of town when the fire started. Yeah. Another fucking really weird one. The dude, there was a, a cop that worked in Vegas. He was the incident commander during the, that concert shooting, the Jason, yeah. Jason Aldean concert. The guy mm-hmm. was shooting people from the hotel window. The guy who was the incident commander there, you know, lived in Vegas and worked there. He just so happens, he's now the fucking uh, police chief of Maui. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. That's... Because, well, because I don't know if you ever went down the conspiracy rabbit hole of that shooting in Vegas. No. You know, there's a lot of conspiracies to do with that, too. Yeah. So we won't get it. That's, I get a little too deep with conspiracy sometimes. But there's a lot of shenanigans in that thing, too. Yeah. And so... So that guy apparently works well with the people that like to do this shit. So they just move him over to fucking Maui, put him in place there. And he hasn't been a police chief there very long. Huh. And then this shit goes down. That's interesting. Yeah, dude. There's a bunch of fucking shit. Like, yeah. And then I've all, I'd have to look this one up. I just heard this one offhand that like the power company that they're... Because, you know, they're trying to say that, like, some underbrush didn't get taken care of and then, like, a tree fell down like and, pow- and they didn't shut the power off in time or yeah. something. Like, they were doing some work and some lines went down, caught the grass on fire. Well, it just so happens that, like, BlackRock ha- has a big financial interest in a power company that operates that. Oh. And they're part of the ones that want to buy up some of that land. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, there's a lot of fucking weird shit. Yeah. That can't like if you're if you have an open mind open eyes you can't let these idiots just explain it away to you like there there's there's more shit going on yeah it's funny it's a fucking government dude if i i, I can go down this rabbit hole <laughs> i just get pissed dude because they're just so blatant with it now and so yeah yeah that's pretty wild and then yeah the whole like no comment thing from Joe Biden there yeah and taking that, them forever to do anything oh and then he's gonna give them seven hundred dollars yeah Fuck uh, right off. And they, like, blocked the road so people couldn't they, get they in wouldn't. to, like, well, they, allow help. And they wouldn't let people leave. Yeah. When people first, like, before they gave the evacuation orders, people were trying to evacuate. Yeah. And they wouldn't let them leave. Yeah. I'm like, no, you can't evacuate yet. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. right off. I want to leave. I'm leaving. It was like all the government did at first was, like, show up and just lock everything down without actually, like, providing any help yep. or providing any sort of, like, relief or whatever and just making sure that no one can come or go. It's like that's a little, you know. Yeah, there's odd. some there's some fucking shit going on, man. Yeah. And that's that. Then there's a lot of like you start going down this road and like listening to different podcasts and listening to different people talk. Some of it gets pretty, you know, pretty too far out there for me. Yeah. Like this whole direct energy weapon. <laughs> I, I like listening to those things. They're they're entertaining. Yeah. But that I think that see, but what I think happens though. It's, it's kind of like the fucking dumb flat earthers. It's like, I think the powers in control like those really weird shit coming out. Right. Because then they can just label you a nut job. Yeah. And so I think there's probably plants, like government plants, that like infiltrate these conspiracy websites and start putting this bullshit out there. Government troll farms. Government troll farms. Like, yeah. oh yeah, let's say it was a direct energy weapon. Because that way we can just discredit all this other shit that really looks weird. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it was a weird thing, man. Like, I didn't realize that it was such a localized fire. It was yep. like 2,000-something acres. Yep. I mean, dude, a 2,000-acre fire in the middle of the wilderness in Colorado was would, nothing. would nothing. Like, that wouldn't even register as, you know, we'd see anything. A little, we'd see a little article about it, and you'd see some smoke off in the distance. And... Dude, yeah, it, but it's that's nothing. And it was in this very specific area. It was like 
dude, the fucking, like, none of the resorts, like, none of the rich people's none houses, none of the rich people's houses, no, the, no rich people's compounds, nope, no, yeah, nothing, nope. it was just Lahaina and yep. this fucking little, the valley that it was in, man, it was like, and there was the locals who didn't want to sell their shit, yeah, that, like, that was a, a little, like, yeah, as soon as you start up. hearing that, it's like, wait a minute, what, and then, yeah, I mean, even the, I mean, whether it was on purpose, right, or it was just like, because, you know, they were like, I don't know, because uh, I still listen to fucking old Breaking Points every okay. once in a while on some shit, and, you know, I like it because Sager's kind of taken over. Is he? Yeah, he, he definitely runs the show there, um, and Crystal just kind of serves as a fucking sounding board for the other side, which, you know, whatever, um, but... So, but yeah, they were breaking down some of the stuff and they were, they said that like the, the power company there had actually had like some sort of audit and had been told, like warned about the exact situation that happened that like your lines, you know, the, the poles are old, you know, you don't have the, the, the systems in place to make sure the power gets turned off when they go down, like all these things. And, and they're like, if you know, you have high winds, this can happen. So they were literally like warned about it, but then they didn't spend like, you know, any money to fix the situation and then yeah and then you had like a uh um i think like the the water thing they i i believe part of that was actually like like you have water rights and so they weren't allowing they were like hey we need more water over here to fight this fucking fire and there's a dude who's like well i gotta get clearance for this because like i can't just let you guys have this water like you know this water belongs to someone else sort of thing and so there was literally like that was part of the reason that they didn't have the water they needed to fight it initially was over water rights and some fucking idiot being like well i got to get approval for this to, which is like you know again like just these failures and there was like a uh um i forget exactly what his role was like something with the you know emergency uh services there in, in lahaina or maui and he was in that position and he had like Zero experience there. It was a complete good old boy uh, position type thing that, that he got handed. And then they didn't sound the... They didn't sound the alarm. Alarms. Because, yeah, he said that, well, they've been trained. It's, it's a tsunami warning. And so they're going to run for the hills, which is where the fire is. And so we're just not even going to fucking sound the alarm to let them know anything. It's like, you don't think that they'd come out of their fucking house and turn no. around and see fucking smoke see, and see fire? Yeah, they're not going to run into the fucking fire, man. No, because it's a tsunami alarm, but you run outside and it's not rainy. You know, yeah. and it's not windy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, why is the alarm going off? Oh, what's all that smoke over there? Yeah, at least that's <laughs> something, you know? Like, But yeah, but that was his rationale. So it's like, man, yeah. you can't... All this shit's too convenient. Yeah. Right? You know, at the same time, you can also see just like a massive uh, collapse of... Confidence? Of, of, of just bullshit. How, how, how incompetent so many people were at so many critical points in this whole system and you know it just hadn't hadn't been stressed and now all of a sudden it got stressed and you just saw like the whole Damn. fucking thing fall apart and so i could see either way to be honest with you like either like a full-on conspiracy that like yeah somebody set the fire and, and it was this like cover-up thing and man i can also see like like just just so much bullshit. Because I, I totally believe it. Like, there are incompetent people. There's a lot of incompetent In important people. positions all over the place because of who they know and, and shit like that. And, you know, stupid shit like water rights and all these things are like, that's a fucking thing that's totally retarded. 
in the face of an emergency, but you have people who have, they got their little bit of power, you know, it's like, well, I got to get this cleared, you know, or like, yeah, it's like, fuck dude. So, but I can see the, the conspiracy side either way. Like there's people, are, yeah, people are trying to like, they're already like contacting people trying to buy their fucking land. Yep. And, yeah. Cause at this point, like I don't give a shit how it got started, whether it was lightning strike, power line down, or somebody threw a match and a can of gas. Direct energy weapon. And direct energy weapon. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And what matters now is the people there. You know, yeah. and they're all there. They just lost everything they had. Yeah. You know, and then... That, that was a wild thing, man. You saw, like, some of the videos of, like, people in the bay, yeah. like, floating on fucking surfboards while, like, everything this, the apocalypse is right next down. to them. Dude, I just, I had this, like, if that visual was different, if that was the fucking white people at the resort, yep. or that was like off of New Jersey, right? And, and like you're looking at that and these are like, hey, say it, but fucking like white people or whatever. That, you know, or even fucking like, you know, black people or Mexicans. You know, it's like there's something about like the Hawaiians aren't, you know, like native people over there are a different. They're, you know, they're different than what we're used to. People don't think of them as Americans. No, not... And, and, a lot of people don't. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of just like... It's just their, their own thing over Yeah, there. as much as you hate to fucking say it, on some level, everyone has that, like, you know, that if this person, you know, how how much should I care about this person depends some level on, like, how close are they in proximity and, like, on some level, like, you know, do they fucking make me... Do I see myself in them? Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you can see yourself in, in somebody and, and empathetically appreciate their plight then you're more likely to want to help them and unfortunately there's a lot of people that like run on some pretty basic uh algorithms when that shit comes up and so i was like i can't believe that the response from joe biden would have been no comment and there would have been no outcry from everyone over like how shitty the response has been to this thing and then that's why another reason that feeds my like conspiracy side of it is because because of that because yeah. like the government doesn't give a fuck about them, they had something they wanted to accomplish, and they knew they could ha- show a half half ass half hearted attempt to help the people there. Yeah, and people here aren't going to get outraged. No, people that's in the, people in the mainland aren't going to get outraged. No, no, no. They, the, I bet you a lot of people in the mainland just kind of barely heard about the fire. Right, they're, they're just like, oh yeah, I heard well, they something just about assume it. that it's being taken being care taken of. Being taken care of, yeah. And then you don't hear and you know like. Yeah, I just I think that uh, you also have the fucking like Joe Biden's in charge, and so many God. people want to prop that fucking corpse up. Jesus, the, Christ. it's like weekend at Bernie's with that motherfucker. And you put dude, a voice box in him. Yeah, that's another thing that drives me insane. Like we've sent like what forty billion dollars to Ukraine. Oh yeah, we we can't fucking dude. Did you hear? We like, can't send ten billion over to fucking Maui the, and get the, this shit fucking straightened out. The relief bill that they put together for Maui had more Ukraine fucking aid Spain. for Ukraine attached to it. Yep. Yeah, so if you wanted to vote against that Ukraine aid, you were voting right, against yes. the fucking Maui. How fucking low down bullshit. You can't even just pass this fucking bill for these people, people. to help them. you got to attach this bullshit to it, man. That is low down. I, dude, I've lost all faith in our fucking federal government. All faith. They, they are as corrupt as corrupt can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both sides of the aisle, all, all of them, dude. They're just fucking snakes. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck about us. No. None of us. Dude, I heard, dude, what are they, I think it was on Joe Rogan where they talked about, like, that Vivek Ramaswamy guy yeah, maybe Ramaswamy. being the VP pick, like. That dude's smart, man. Dude, yeah, like that, you know what was funny, you say that, like, hearing that was like, that, I don't know why, but that sparked, like, this little bit of hope in me. 
You know, because I, I thought, like, I never thought, I was like, yeah, like, dude, if that dude was vice president, like, that would be the most competent person that we've had at that high of a level of government in, like, I don't even know how long. Ever. Right? <laughs> Since the ever, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? But it's like, that's, it's, and, and then if he's then set up to be the next nominee, and he's, you know, love him or hate him, like, if Trump, this is his boy, and says, like, yeah, you, you know, a vote for uh, Vivek is a vote for me in the next election, like, you know, for keep the Trump thing going. Dude, that carries a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And that dude could, like, and very he, easily be, like, president of the United States in the next, like, the you thing, know, thing two like, or three elections. The thing that I like, but there's, and the whole system is so, the, fed, the federal government system is so corrupt. I think even somebody like him can go in with good intentions. Yeah. But will the system just break him down and just... I mean, look at look at what they're doing to Trump right now. I'm not saying Trump's perfect by any stretch, but they're just trying to fucking arrest their political opponents, dude. Anything like, they can fucking drum up. Anything man. they can drum up. It's like we're in a banana republic, dude. Yeah. It's, it's really fucking insane. It's really weird. It's so weird, man. Dude, man. that mugshot. That mugshot's great, <laughs> dude. He owned it. There, there. Did you see? There's, there's actually, you know, the toehold flip flop company. Yeah. You know that ridiculous pedophile rash guard I have. Yes. They uh they have a fucking uh Trump mugshot rash guard. Oh yeah, I dude, bet they do. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Dude, that that was that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was like, that you just that guy you can't. The more they try to fuck with him, it's just worse off for him. The worse off for him, man. But yeah, yeah dude, it's I got it. I I can I can only think about a government being fucked up so long because dude, it just pisses you off and you feel hopeless. Like yeah, it is just rotten to the core, man. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how it ever corrects. And it just gets worse and worse and worse, and they just keep taking more and more of our money. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, theoretically, you know, there's a way for the people to eventually get. That's why we have the Second Amendment, man. Stuff. That's that's supposed to be what the Constitution and shit's for is to keep government in check. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I don't that's, know. That's not working out so well. Well, I know. I mean, unfortunately, the the fucking uh, pendulum of history takes a long time long you know time. what I mean like we're just we're showing up on a fucking blip on a moment of this fucking pendulum thing so you know I think that I just, you, I just have to hope that everything has a, a a point where it starts to swing back the other way you know cause you know you look at like that was a point where like we didn't have like government uh involvement in a lot of things and wasn't necessarily the best for the environment and workers you know what i mean like there was definitely a point where it was like well, that's not enough you know like it needs, we, we probably needs, need something we probably need a little some, regulation there needs to be some regulation yeah, 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 yeah. some government <clears throat> right but it just keeps getting bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger and bloated and just useless yeah they're so fucking useless at everything they do yeah the pendulum is just they don't do anything right yeah. Go to any sort of government service. It's fucking terrible. And yeah. none, of, none of the employees, if you ever go to any sort of state building or anything, or fact, like none of them give a fuck. They're all assholes. It doesn't run right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking terrible, man. And that's our tax dollars. Out. And they just keep raising taxes. Yeah. Well, they got to, you know, repay all that printed money back somehow. Fucking asshole. No. Anyways, I, I got to stop thinking about it. Yeah, man. Because I start thinking about, I'm just a fucking... Matrix battery, and then I start thinking about the goddamn government, and then it's just like, 
Well, at wow. the end of the day, man, that's why we do jujitsu. We'll bring you back to jujitsu before we circle out of here. Just for anybody that wants to hear yeah. some 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 jujitsu shit. So Yeah, man, I, I I hear you. But that is part of like why we do like literally, like dude, when you're on the mat and you're that's the only thing wrestling, that matters. like it's all that matters. You're not thinking yeah. about the government and all the bullshit. It's just uh you and that fucking moment in time and how are you how are you gonna deal with it? But so, man, you ever gonna you gonna compete again? You gonna do a Masters World? Yeah, I probably will. I just haven't been super motivated to compete. All right, let's I was good. I was thinking about it. the last time I competed it was either twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Yeah, I can't remember one of those years. Yeah, so kind of irrelevant, but well, I mean, I honestly wouldn't be competing as much as I do if it wasn't for Kiela and Shiloh. Yeah. If it was just like myself, I wouldn't be going and like hunting out <laughs> tournaments on a regular basis. But, uh, man, yeah, the Vegas I mean, one's fun. The Vegas I, one's I fun. I, I mean, be, I, I've done it. I did it at Brown Belt. I did it once at Black Belt. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I did Masters World twice now. or Maybe three times. No, I think just twice. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a fun experience. You know, just going to Vegas and shit. But, yeah. I don't know. Because like, then I had. Yeah, it must have been 2018. Because then I had my, my second ACL reconstruction in 2019. Mm. And so. Yeah. That's another thing that causes me to hesitate a little bit. Like. I don't want another goddamn knee surgery. No. And, and I'm pretty sure, I remember after when I got my second one, the surgeon told me, he's like, a lot of times, guys your age, he's like, insurance companies will probably tell you to fuck off if you try to get a third knee surgery on the same knee. Mm. Like, if you blow out your other one and want to get it on that one, they'll pay for it. But if you go try to get them to pay for a third one on the same knee, they're just going to be like, dude, your, your lifestyle just sucks. Stop blowing your knee out. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I don't really want to test that theory. Yeah. Huh. Maybe you're just tired of seeing you. Maybe. That's what they tell people. <laughs> like, I don't want to see you again. Now that I'm dealing, I'm possibly dealing with a maybe a partially torn MCL right now. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So. Well, you got to weigh all that shit for sure. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun to go hit up a Masters Worlds next year. Yeah. The thoughts there. I considered it this year because uh, I even considered it enough. At the end of last year, for work, I we put in our if we want to take a big chunk of time off, yeah. you put it in at the beginning, at the end of the year for the next year, and I put in to have the week off to go do Masters Worlds because I had intentions. Yeah. So I put in for it, and then I probably fucking nixed that by the time like March or April. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't feel like doing that. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, it's uh, it'll be my first gi black belt. Black belt. So yeah, cause I did, I've done a few tournaments at that black. I did like the Las Vegas Open. I've done Masters Worlds. I did the Denver Open. I did one fight to win at Black Belt. So I've done a few at Black Belt. That's but. good. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's funny. Like white belt and black belt. Like those are the two belts where you really don't know what the fuck you're gonna get uh, on the other side of the mat. Nope. Like, not all white belts are created equal. Not all black, not belts, all black belts are created equal. Yep. You know, starts to even out in the middle some. You know, I think by brown belt, it felt like, you know, things just, things had evened out as much as they were going to even out as far as, like, experience and tech, you know, where you were. And it's like, but yeah, once you take that next step into the fucking deep end of the pool, you're back to, like, <laughs> I have no idea. This dude could have gotten a black belt last, you know, last month, he could have gotten one fucking, fucking 20, 20 years, years ago. ago, yeah. Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, and that was a, like, uh, a weird realization for me when I did the Denver Open, um, is that me and Kevin were going to be in the same division, because we're the same age, 
and I was it just it, it like me and Kevin competing in the same uh like this just doesn't make sense to mm-hmm. me because like I I'm like dude you're like at a different level mm-hmm. like you're fucking like way better than me and so it just hadn't even occurred to me like oh yeah once I turned black belt like we're technically the same in the <laughs> eyes of fucking like a tournament yep. goes we're both fucking masters four or whatever you know and we weigh around the same so it uh so yeah I'll be interested to see how it goes I'm sure I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be ranked very high <laughs> so you won't be ranked at all I'm gonna pull yeah. oh you did you did do the Denver Open I did do the Denver Open yeah yeah, yeah so it's uh I forget like I think um yeah, so I did. So we'll see what happens. But I'm still not gonna be ranked very high. No. So I'm I'm gonna you know get to go against one of the higher yep. seeds early on. So interested to see how that goes. How do you know how many guys are in your bracket? It's like thirty something. Is it? Yeah, it's like four or five to win. Yeah, Master Worlds has gotten pretty big. Yeah, dude. There's like I remember the first year we went 2017. Mm-hmm. No, 2016. That's when I was brown belt. We went. I went in 2016 as brown belt, and it was good size. Yeah, but but dude, not what it is now. It's blowing up, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah dude, it's crazy. Yeah, I remember. I think I went to that first year. And I think I just fucking just went. I didn't yeah. compete. I just went to drink, and uh, that was when I infamously ran home from the strip to the fucking. That was yeah. That was the time I think when Cameron paid that homeless guy twenty bucks to kick well, him Kevin, in the ball. Kevin Kevin gave him twenty for, bucks for Cameron, for Cameron to do. Yeah, kick him in the balls. Yeah, 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 dude. That was a fucking wild time, but. Uh, but yeah, that was the first year. I remember. Yeah, that was 2016. Yeah, but that dude, it's a totally. And then they, you know, put on Jujitsu Con yep. with it, and so now dude, I think like 8,000 competitors or something like that. I think it's bananas. But it's gonna be cool because Marigali's going to Jujitsu Con, and Is he's he? like going to fight, uh, fucking Lucas Barbosa. Is he? Yeah. So he like it was funny. He made this whole post on Instagram about how like. He asked IBJJF to make sure that uh, Gutenberg guy is a GF team guy. Gutenberg Pereira. Yeah, yeah, that he's gonna be he that he's gonna be on his side of the bracket because he's like I think Lucas will lose to him, and I don't want to fucking travel to Vegas for nothing. He's like, oh, you know, so he's like, we're gonna meet in the finals, and I want to make sure that I got all the hard people on my side, so I make sure we fucking meet up. <laughs> so like that'll be. Fun to, That'd be fun if, to watch. if I can get a fucking you know viewing point, I'm sure that's going to be a crowded yeah. mat side uh, thing. But that'll be fun, and uh, that Helena um, Carver Cravar chick, yeah, yeah, she's going too. So be interesting to see her in person. But that's the cool thing with Jiu-Jitsu Con is you're starting to like attract big names. Some yeah, it's yeah. like the regular younger uh, people coming and doing that. So you get some big names doing that. So. Not only do you got the old legends fucking going at it in the Masters Worlds. You got some of the new new guys. Yeah, out. yeah, man. So it's a pretty good, pretty good opportunity to see some uh, good jujitsu and go get your fucking ass kicked. So somebody's got to fill out those brackets, buddy. Yeah, somebody's got to. That's right. So, all right, all I'm right. getting hungry, dude. Yeah, let's go eat. Let's go eat. So, all right, everybody. All right. Well, we'll see if this happens again. And uh, yeah, cool. You see know, you. See you.